Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans Podcast. We are back again for episode number 117. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I've got a couple of beans on the line with me. Tonight we have Cracker. How's it going, mate? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Pretty good. And we've also got Stu back again. How's it going, mate? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, you've, you've got me off the couch. I'm here, ready to go. <laughs> Just telling us how you, you're going to fall asleep halfway through the recording Just, of this podcast. It's yeah, very important that you all know ahead of time that I'm pretty trashed, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I promise we'll That's talk right. about exciting things. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah. yeah. There's uh, heaps of exciting things on the, on the thing to talk about tonight. In the there last is. two weeks, I've had like five, uh, six a.m. starts an hour away from home, so I'd it's finally catching up with me, I think. Mate, time for a new job. <laughs> but I get, I get yeah, home he, early. He fails it's, to mention that he's home at like two o'clock or, or whatever every day. True. So, yeah. <laughs> like, and in all that time like our, that I'm home, I don't even have a nap. Yeah. It's like it's our good friend who is a, a baker or pastry chef or whatever he is that uh, you know, starts work at 4 a.m. But he's home at one o'clock every day or whatever. It's Yeah, it's all, all relative. It you, is. you go to bed pretty early, don't you? Uh, it's usually about 10.30 these days. Is that early? I don't know. Yeah, it's early for me. Yeah, same. <laughs> That's all right. Mind you, Shorty, your bedtime might be getting earlier. Happy birthday for yesterday, mate. Oh, Happy birthday, yes. Shorty. Thank you. I am, uh, I am old. I'm getting old. I'm You're an old quite at the Yeah, not quite at the 4-0, although uh, my daughter's been telling me for this entire year, basically since the start of the year, hey, Dad, you're 40 next year. It's like, wow. yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm not even 39 yet, but- <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are correct. <laughs> That's such a classic kid thing, though. They're always oh, yeah. like, in two years' time, Daddy, I'm going to be 13. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. But, but you, let's, let's get to 11 and 12 first. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, so thirty nine, nearly nearly uh, as old and geese as as uh, Chewy, who's uh, already hit that big four zero. But yeah, maybe I might have to start bringing that that bedtime a, a little bit earlier. Probably not likely to happen. No, I don't think seems unlikely. No. Yep. Anyway, we're not here to talk about bedtimes. We're here to talk about <laughs> Magic: The Gathering. That is uh, the name of the game that we play. And uh, there's a place that you can pick up some absolute bargains if you want to buy yourself some some Magic cards. So, uh, Stu, do you want to tell us about that place? Absolutely. Uh, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. You find them on Facebook. Uh, they are an auction site on Facebook selling all manner of Magic cards from the latest sets to I saw, what did I see? Beautiful Wheel of Time recently on there. Didn't see Crack a bit on that because he's already got one. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, they're on Facebook. You can search them up, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. You can type their website in uh, jpmtgbazaar.com.au, which will direct you straight to the Facebook page. As, as I said, auctions every night. Um, if you win, just tell them that the bean sent you. Very good. All right, so we do have a few things to talk about tonight. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a topic that none of us are super excited about that we'll get into, which, uh, surprise, surprise, is, uh, is alchemy, the alchemy format. But uh, before we get into that, we had a surprise announcement on Monday this week, and uh, Cracker, you are the man with the voice for the announce- announcements, so we got some bannings. We did. Bannings this week. Do you want to- Surprise uh, bannings. Yeah. Tell, tell us all about these. Uh, yeah. So, in Pioneer, Lurus of the Dream Den is banned. In Modern, Lurus of the Dream Den is banned. In Pauper, Galvanic Relay is banned. Disciple of the Vault is banned. And Expedition Map is unbanned. I mm. am uh, a, a little bit sad about Lurus bans, i got to tell you. You're sad? Yeah. Wow, okay. Do, I think Lurus you're probably is, one of the only people in the I world. I know, but- <laughs> Hang on, hang on. No, no, no. Maybe, but also no. Have you played with that card, Shorty? It is- Oh, I've, I have played a, no, a no, modern no. tournament yes. where we played four rounds and yes. I never once remembered to put my Lurus <laughs> in my hand. Yes, so he uh, has never played Lurus, yeah, yeah, is correct. what we're hearing. Okay. Uh, look, the play patterns are just so much fun. I mean, they're obnoxious. I think it's absolutely yes. the right thing to do, but doesn't mean I can't be sad about it. Like, I, I love Lurus. I love its time in Standard. Yes. Uh, I I think that the matches are really interesting. And yes, everyone's like, oh, but you can't play spells over three. I mean, you can. You can play three CMC spells. You're just wrong. 
And <laughs> newsflash, you're probably still just wrong if you start jamming three, four, and five drops in your, you know, Grixis shadow deck. Like, <laughs> Gurmag Angler isn't a six drop, people. Just just saying. Just like Treasure Cruise wasn't an eight drop. Anyway. Yes, but you could play them for one mana. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. <laughs> when you've got no, a no, Lurus, no, you can't. No, I know, no I know, exactly. But, but <laughs> no, no, I- <laughs> I understand. But what I'm saying yes, is yes. don't don't just look I, I think that lower curves in modern is just where we're at now. Right? Like Yeah, I that's just that, that's just the modern format. Well but everyone's complaint was, oh no, you can't play anything with, you know, CMC over three. It's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have been anyway. It's mana value, Cracker. Oh, um sorry. <laughs> You're right. Well anyway. Lurus is banned everywhere. If you're gonna do that like annoying voice or whatever, at least make sure you're correct when you're, you're Mate, saying what you say. I'm old as well. <laughs> and I've been playing <laughs> since damage went on the stack, right? Yes, yes. Alright, so yeah, but, anyway, uh, Lurus like Lurus ban in modern, I think most people were expecting this to happen at some point. Either a ban to Lurus or a, a complete, like, companion mechanic ban or something along those lines. But it's very much been the writings on the wall in the modern format that, that Lurus is a problem. And like you said, Cracker, you know, you, the modern format is generally really low mana costs and that that's pretty normal. But Lurus just really, when you played it correctly and you remembered to put it into your hand and, and put it on the battlefield and then get some value from it, it was just super powerful. And it was something that you always had access to. And so it was just such a strong incentive to play cards that are mana value two or less. So to the point where it just warped the format and that's just what all the decks became. So Lewis is, was running at a play rate of 31% in Magic Online League decks. That, that's a lot, right? Oh, that started with four wins. So that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So the, I think the rate is more like thirty five percent overall. Be, I think the the goldfish guys have sort of said that their numbers have shown that it's more like thirty five percent. So with that in mind, which is huge for modern. With that in mind, every second deck list I've seen in regards to modern has Ragavan. So when are we seeing a Ragavan ban? What's going on? <laughs> well, you have to draw Ragavan as opposed to just. It's true. It. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so if you had Lurus just as a card in your deck. Which is the thing you can still do, by the way. It is. That's, that's yes. perfectly not not when you have Lurus as a companion, but um, well, not now that it's banned. Well, but not yes. anymore. No, you can't, you can't <laughs> not do it now, anymore. No. <laughs> yeah. Rip. No, Why no, don't they um, just errata the companion bit? They did. No, but even further, like <laughs> just, yeah. they made Lurus. They made Lurus cost six, and no one but, cared. Yeah, but I'd want. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if Lurus without companion at all was still a problem. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be the same problem, but it'd be no, cool. It to be. be interesting to see what it's like. Yeah, and that's that was something that a lot of people were suggesting because if you if you take away the the companion mechanic, all of a sudden you can still play Lurus, but you can now play it in decks with other cards that are you know higher mana value and, and all that sort of thing. So yeah. it it opens up a whole bunch of uh, deck building options, but still allows you to play the cards that you own. So maybe they need to make an alchemy for modern. <laughs> no, <laughs> Stu, right. Well, get it's off. been it's been really nice having you on the cast again, Stu. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Thanks, everybody. I hope you've had a pleasure your time. <laughs> Go have a nap, and uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> wow. I mean, I thought my take of I miss Lurus already was bad, but <laughs> man, <laughs> they tried that, Stu. It's called Pioneer. Didn't work either. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in in modern, I think this was expected, and I think this is. As most people have said, by banning Lurus, you've unbanned a whole swath of cards. Yeah. And whether that actually shakes out or not, it forces people to now look at their decks and go, okay, well, now I can put Liliana of the Veil if I want to put Liliana of the Veil back in my deck or, or whatever. Like, now I can build these decks. And, you know, I'm I'm now looking at Death Shadow going, oh, well, I, I loved playing the Jund version of Death Shadow that was all in on Team of Battle Rage and Become Immense and that sort of thing. So now is that something that I could start playing again and, and whatever? So, yeah, it, it just opens up the format by by quite a bit, which is good to see. I, I think that's a, a positive thing, and I think most people are expecting that. Yeah, um, it's just interesting. that It's been a while since they've done a surprise ban like this. They've been kind of announcing them and people have been expecting them. But even though this is not unexpected, now we have it in hand, I think the timing was unexpected. So, yeah, that's definitely. cool. Yep. Um, so, obviously, we've still got Yorion. Yorion's still 
not heavily, super heavily played, but is played. Like there's, there's some control decks to play Yorion and, uh, there's like a four color Omnath deck that, that plays Yorion as well and a few sort of blink decks. So that'll still see some play, but I don't think that's too oppressive. And it's kind of, its restriction is you have to put more cards in your deck, not you can only put these certain type of cards. Uh, Kahira sees a little bit of play mainly in control decks just because it's free effectively because you're playing decks without creatures. So, uh, yeah, that one's fine. And the rest of them basically don't see play. So I think we're not going to see too much complaint about the rest of the companions being in the format. I, I, I it would have been to. nice to have see them actually try doing an errata. You know, they've already errated the, the cards once, the companion mechanic once. Why not just try and do it again? And boom, maybe they just went, you know what? <laughs> we can't trust ourselves to get it right. So let's just, <laughs> let's just ban the card that's a problem. Yeah. I, the, the constant. Um, thought process behind these things is there'll be something that they print at some point that will just make it broken. It's like like, like Ragavan. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. Exactly. You know. There's just lots of you know different things that they can because not just creatures you can cast anything you want. Yeah. Permanence yeah. from your graveyard. So uh, yeah, Shorty, you were just talking about um putting it in your deck, and I had I had visions of casting a Bloodbraid Elf, cascading into a Lurus, and then casting a Bauble from our graveyard. And that sounded pretty great. That sounds like a pretty good too. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, exa- exactly like you sort of uh, touched on there. A-, a card like Birthing Pod is, you know, people are always saying, oh, you know, you can unban Birthing Pod. It's not a problem. You know, decks are way more powerful than that now. But you unban it and then there will be something that gets printed at some point that breaks it again and then you've got to ban it again and, and whatever. So they seem to be pretty careful that I think they learnt that with – it was a Golgari Grave Troll. Yeah, they, that's the one. They unbanned it for like two months and went, whoa, nope, yep, that's too bit too powerful for Dredge, so let's put that back on the ban list and yeah. Uh, the banning in Pioneer, so Lurus banning Pioneer, when we did our Pioneer-focused episode, I don't remember Lurus being massively played, but maybe this is one of those sort of preemptive things of, okay, Pioneer at some point will, will be, Lurus will become a problem. Yeah, like, pretty much. You, that's that's actually anything the- like that? That that's their logic. That's what they've said in the announcement. It's less, yep. um, but same thing. They're just yeah. If we're gonna ban Lurus in one place, let's just do it in a bunch. It, it yep. was played in the um, like uh, Orzov Aurus deck is is one of the places I can think of that sort of fair bit. Um, so yeah, it's obviously around. It's a powerful thing. Yep. And Pauper, none of us really pay much attention to Pauper or play Pauper, but they've got the Pauper committee advisory committee or whatever they're called now that are looking at this sort of stuff. So obviously they're paying a bit more attention and, and going, okay, well, we it wasn't map banned not that long ago in like the last ban announcement or was it some other stuff? No, that was some other stuff. Okay. That was like um, um, prismatic something or other. I think it was yeah. the color fixer. So they basically, last time they took away a bunch of pieces from Tron and they also took away Atog from Affinity. Um, but they've obviously hit Affinity again with Disciple of the Vault. That's where that one's played. Um, and then they've also hit Storm with Galvanic Relay. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Every Storm card seems to get banned in, in Pauper. There's just too many cards that work. Like, because most of the, like, rituals and things like that are common. So, yeah, Storm's sort of always been a problem in Pauper. And this is just the latest one. This was from Modern Horizons 2, I think, this card, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. You could just yep. say Storm has always been a problem and finish the sentence there. <laughs> yes, you don't have to specify that it's pauper. <laughs> and they, yet they still make new Storm cards. So. I know. I know. It's fun. Uh, yeah. Yep. All right. So I, I would assume that we're trusting in the pauper committee and that's some good bands for and unbans for the pauper community. Modern, I think that's that's a, a really good band. Good to see Lurus out of there and everything I've been listening to this week, everyone's pretty happy with that. I haven't seen anyone on Twitter or anything like that complaining about it. And the other good thing with the Lurus ban is people only owned one copy and it was only worth like 10 bucks. So it's not like you just banned Ragavan and people have lost 500 bucks of, of Ragavans or whatever. So uh, that's not a huge problem. Uh, good to see that they are paying some sort of attention to Pioneer. So we're to, to get a banning in that format. Hopefully, we will see that format on Arena in the near future. So, uh, we had another announcement, I guess it was. There was a stream or something along those lines for the next set. You know, we, we've only just had 
uh, Neon Dynasty coming out, and already we're looking at stuff for the new set, which is Streets of New Capenna, uh, which is the Art Deco gangster mob theme set uh, that we we sort of heard announced uh, last year. And yeah, they had had a bit of a stream, and they've uh, you know released all the um, various bits of art and what the the Yep, so we've got all that stuff. But yeah, they've released some cards. So we've got some uh some fancy lands. What do you guys think of these lands? So we've got the basic lands there. We've got full art lands back again. What do you think of these? They look incredible. Yeah, you like them? I really like them. Yeah. Okay. What do you what do you reckon, Cracker? I'm just looking at them again now and a mix. I think some of them look mm. awesome and yeah. some of them are just like, whew, there's a bit bit much going on there or <laughs> a little bit busy, not yeah. enough in, in other spots like yeah the, the mountains the, the swamp is a bit meh yeah the, the yeah the cathedral mountain is crazy but i really like the like movie poster style mountain i think that looks cool yeah yeah, yeah. for sure i think it looks great uh yeah they're, they're at, interesting pre- pretty interesting for sure worth worth checking out we art deco is like a really cool theme i think like if they they can kind of pull off this mobster New York kind of thing, well, that'll be should be a nice visual delight and yeah. very different to <laughs> what we're doing right now. Yeah, to- totally different uh, genre or style to to what we're currently in with Neon Dynasty. So I'm not like I love gangster stuff. Like Sopranos is my favorite TV show ever. Love gangster stuff, you know, Godfather, all that sort of thing. But I actually don't like. The art style of like the art oh, deco interesting. style. I, I don't okay. know why. It just, That's just, right. It doesn't. It's not, not really it's, what I'm interested in. It's but. almost as if art is subjective. Whoa. Oh, oh yes, yes. There's a hot take we can all get on board with. <laughs> so they've released the names of the the gangs or the the, yes, fam- the families, the families, the, families, yeah, the five right. families. So, Stu, what are the what are the names and the colours that we've got? So we these? have Obscura, which is white, blue, black, three colours. So yes. we then have the the Maestros, uh, blue, black, red. The Riveteers, nice little hammer and uh, whatever anvil. anvil. That's what that's called. Thing there, they are black, red, and green. Uh, Cabaretti sounds like a pizza. Uh, red, green, and white. And <laughs> With the Italian the, flag colours. And yes. the brokers, which are green, white, and blue. So, obviously, with three-colour families, it lends itself to possibly some new lands. And by mm. new lands, I mean the completion of another set of lands. But I don't know what to call them. Are we just going to call them tri-coloured <laughs> lands? Tri- Bec- they're triumphs, mate. They should be. They no, absolutely they should be. <laughs> but they've not called them that, and that upsets no, me. They are tricolor lands. They are. Yeah, that not is yeah. tricolor lands. Just wrong. It's the the triumphs, guys. It's, it's, it's the Naya triumph, the, <laughs> triumph, the Grixis triumph, the Jund triumph, the Bant triumph, and the Esper yeah, triumph. Uh, Esper. Yeah, like we we saw this obviously with like Strixhaven that had the color pairs again. Oh. <laughs> with the new, you know, Quandrix and Prismari and that sort of stuff. And you just can't, like, even wizards couldn't even stick to it. They would no. still call deck lists, like, is it dragons and things like that. And it's, it's, like, not even going with their own naming convention. There's just, it's just too ingrained. And yeah. I think, yeah, your Bant and your Nyre and your Jund and those sorts of things, they, they're just too ingrained. And w- when it's names like Bant, Jund, Nyre, like, four letter names, you're going to remember them over, what was it? Yep. Brokers and Cabaretti and Riveteer. Like, there's no way people are going to nah. refer to them as, as those sorts of things. But, yeah, the lands, the, the interesting thing with the lands, so they're, they're not triomes. Like, the the lands in Ikoria were triomes because they were referring to actual lands, like a, like a biome or, a you know, that sort of thing. It is a triome, uh-huh. whereas these are referring to actual places within the new Capena city or whatever. So uh, what do you want to read out the names we've got to use to you? So Jetmere's Garden, Rafine's Tower, Sparas, Sparas Headquarters, Xander's Lounge, and Ziatora's Proving Ground. We've literally got a boxing ring and yeah, a magic a card. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never understood why it's called a boxing ring when it's not a ring, it's, it's square. It's a square. 
<laughs> the boxing square. Yeah. But yeah, the other the other thing that's weird with this is they're not, you know, brokers something. Yeah. You know, brokers Just- Tower and Cabaretti headquarters and, and things. So they're So are these well, the it, heads it, of the each house? house or- yeah. It it'll be the, right? the the mob leader for each yeah. Yeah. one, yeah. right? Which is cool. Yeah, so it means it'll tie to, you know, the three colour legend you expect for for each of these um families. The three colour legend. Now what's that that's alluding to something here, right? Did I hear something about the the head of each each house is a particular type of creature? Or is that uh yes, that's my understanding. Uh so there's oh, they did say I think it was in the video, I don't think it's in the actual article. Yeah, I remember I don't think it's in the article. Like Grixis sorry, uh, not Grixis, um wait, let me find it. The Maestros uh <laughs> vampires. Uh, I know that the brokers are demons, which seems weird. Yeah, bant colour for demons. demons. How interesting is that? Instead of mm. Grixis demons, which makes a lot more sense, or Esper de- Anyway, whatever. Breaking the breaking the colour pie. Well, that's always fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, so I think there will be like, you know, specific races or, you know, whatever you want to call it for, for each of the houses. Yeah. Which is cool, but yeah, good, good to see this land cycle completed in a, in pretty timely fashion. Like we only just lost Ikoria yeah, it's a from couple standard of years. not not that long ago, so yeah, pretty pretty recent. Like we've seen in the past, you know, things like fetch lands and things like that just took so many years to have the cycles completed, and now we've got the full set. Which obviously, you know, for Commander and and other formats, having these sorts of lands and and this these tri lands or triomes, they are just such good lands to have you know they've got the the three basic land types on them and having that cycling ability on them is just so good so yeah definitely looking forward to having these back in standard again they should be very widely played and often played you know even if you're just playing a blue black deck you will often play the blue black red triome just as a as a dual land that cycles so they are quite powerful Uh, i'm not a huge fan of the alternate art styles on Mm. On these ones, yeah. as in the because really like. there's there's three sets of art. Yeah, the the full art ones I don't like. The other ones I I don't like the border, but I do like the art. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, personal preference. Uh, and then we had one card previewed from uh, from the set. So, Stu, do you want to read out what that one is? We are getting ascendancies back, or more Ooh, ascendancies, yeah. boys. And this yeah. one that was yeah, announced was Broker's Ascendancy, which is green, white, blue, and it's an enchantment. And at the beginning of your end step, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. So I think there you go. Uh, one Polywaffle's pretty excited to put this in uh, one of his <coughs> Super Friends Commander decks. <laughs> She's got a tractor as well. It's, uh, it's pulled too. apart. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It is. Okay. Uh, I'm all in on squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> Just love squirrel gripping people. It's- Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> How good's the rhino in the in the art? And they which, which, so there's the alt, there's the normal art, and then there's the alternate art, yes. which I the just cannot even both. look at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends if you like Picassos or not. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, cool Cool to have Ascendancies back. You know, yeah. we saw these in Khan's block, uh, which we had the other the other colours of. So this is completing a cycle as well. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. But yeah, like Je- Jeskai Ascendancy is a card that was super powerful in, in a, a lot of different formats and still is played a bit in, in Pioneer. Uh, I've played a ton of that card in, in various janky decks, but yeah, it'd be cool to see how they go with them and if, if they do manage to to make anything good because they're often they're – often uh, like a combo piece or something you can put into a deck and build around and, yeah, be be quite powerful. So that'll be cool to see. But, yep. uh, yeah, plenty more to come for New Capenna. Uh, the official preview season starts on April the 7th and then the set releases on April the 28th with the pre-release the week before, which I, I think you guys spoke about last week. So, uh, yeah, we're still a month away before we get uh, more previews, but no doubt there'll be something that comes out between now and then anyway. What's but, interesting uh, yeah, is how condensed the um, preview season is. It's like it's a, a week, it's a week. Or ten days or something crazy. Yeah. So they're really changing up how they do it instead of because previously we've seen like two weeks, even two yeah. and a half week long preview seasons, but they're just cramming this one in. Yeah, I'm cool with that. 
Yeah, but yeah, I guess just show me the cards. Let's go. Helps pre- prevent leaks and does it <laughs> things like yeah. that? I guess. Takes <laughs> <laughs> longer to look at the leaks, mate. I think you got that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see when we get there, and, and I believe the new Capenna set will have the commander decks tied to it as well. So I'm assuming we'll get five commander decks, one for each each of those families as well. That'll be uh, be tied to that. So. More Commander cards coming your way. All right, so the other big thing we want to talk about tonight is we have a set championship on this weekend. Did you guys know? Were you guys aware that there no. is a Pro Tour level event on this weekend? I didn't know about it until I read the show notes tonight at 8 o'clock. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, did, I did know about it. Uh, I'm because it's not, been on our show notes for a few weeks as no, a reminder uh, of yeah, this is what's going you know, up. Like, it's just... <laughs> I don't know. I just want these to be good, and they're just not. Yeah. So I was doing the show notes a bit earlier today, and I thought, oh, you know, I'll I'll find the article and I'll find all the information, and it should all be on the wizard side or on the magic.gg side and all that sort of thing. I just could not find anything about this event. Like you go on the the magic.gg site and it's like set championship, cool, and you go there and it's like there is no info here. There's not even something that says what the formats are. Oh, actually, no, I lie. There is, you know, like an image that says Neon Dynasty Set Championship and it's on these dates and it says Alchemy and Historic Constructed. That's it. No prize pool. No, this is when coverage starts. No article about this is how the rounds are going to work and, and all that. There was just nothing. It was like, what is wrong with you, Wizards? <laughs> well, they've <laughs> given up on um, oh. Premier Events in case you didn't know. I, yeah. <laughs> so they've got this wonderful tool. It's called Arena, and it's actually mm. got, like, scrolling banners on the main page of images <laughs> of things that they could, like, promote, like, massive event this weekend, watch in-client. I mean, yeah. obviously, that's like a stretch. We're never going to get an in-client no. thing, but, you know, they could give us- a, No, can't give us a link either. That'd be too hard. They could tell you it existed. It's just- I don't know, I mean, it's depressing that- It is. The, the coverage yeah, is this bad. Yep. So yeah, we we have seen these set championships before. Obviously, they've been doing them with every set, or you know, after the sets release, that sort of sort of thing. And they are, I guess, the equivalent of what used to be pro tours and then became players tours and that sort of thing. So they are the premier level event that feeds into the world championships. So they're pretty hard to qualify for. You know, you you have to make like top twelve hundred mythic and then. Play in a qualifier weekend and then qualify from that for the set championship. So what's yeah, mythic? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never never been there. So <laughs> Crack, Cracker and I are both bronze ones. <laughs> yeah, buddy, Ooh. that's the highest I've been in a while. I think I'm yeah. gold two at the moment. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so it, t- it takes a bit to get there, and the you know the competition you're playing against. You, you are playing against still the current MPL and rivals members that do still exist currently. So you're playing against stiff competition. So it's, it's, it's no mean task to get there. So there's 233 players. There's 450 grand in the prize pool. And like, if you That's come a lot. dead That's last- That's way more than PTs used to be. PTs yeah, used to be heaps. like two to 250 for, <laughs> yeah. for the for I remember the when ones. they were like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> like a hundred grand. It was like first prize is 15 grand. You're like, oh, wow. That's huge. Yeah, if you come last in this event, you get 750 bucks. And this is all played on arena from your home. So just by qualifying for this thing, you've got seven hundred and fifty bucks in your pocket. No worries. So it's it's pretty good. Like the the value is pretty good. Well, I mean, you've probably spent at least that on alchemy cards, though. Mm. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, just, I have nothing else to say to that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Best best case scenario, you might break even. I don't know. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> best case scenario. Yep. So, yeah, the, the, like six people from this will qualify for Worlds as well. So they're playing for quite a lot. And, uh, yeah, it, it is a big event despite Wizards not putting any effort into promoting it or or anything along those lines. So uh, it's it's effectively the same as what we've seen before. There's uh, eight rounds of Historic, seven rounds of Alchemy. They're split. They'll do like three rounds of one and then five of another and then vice versa or whatever the, the next day. And then the top eight is is also Alchemy. So... This was meant to be, this is like Wizards' first big alchemy event. They had, I think the qualifier weekend that qualified for this set championship was alchemy. That was sort of the first 
mm-hmm. thing that they ran it on. And then this is the first, well, here's our fancy new format. Here's Alchemy. We're going to showcase it and all that sort of thing. So <laughs> are you excited <laughs> about this event? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Stu's falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, night, night stew. But like uh, as Cracker said before, before the show when we were just talking about it, it's like we we want this to do well. We do want this to do well, but do we? I'm not excited about it. Well, it's just magic. I just want magic to do well. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <laughs> the yeah. interest right. I have in it is pretty low. So uh, we'll, we will have a bit of a look at the alchemy metagame. We will have a quick look at the the historic metagame. We we did sort of go into historic in a fair bit of depth recently, so we probably don't need to touch on that too much. But before we get into that, you know, as as we've just said, none of us are really all that excited about this event. Let's just talk about the alchemy format. So, you know, when I was looking at doing the show notes, you know, it's like, all right, I'll, I'll look up the Neon Dynasty Championship. And so the first thing that pops up is an article from Wizards from this week with big headings of what is alchemy and then why is alchemy... <laughs> That's the real question right there. <laughs> in, the, in their articles. So, so before we, you know, start ragging on uh, on alchemy, like we'll just sort of retouch on what alchemy actually is. So this got announced, what, two months ago, something along those lines? It was the start of this year, I think. Yeah, it they sounds right. announced alchemy. But it, so alchemy was meant to be fixed standard. So they were taking the current standard format, all the sets that are currently legal in standard, and they were rebalancing some of the problematic cards. So cards like Auron's Epiphany, Divide by Zero, Faceless Haven, Omnath, those sorts of cards that have proven to be very strong and have either you know been too strong and had to be banned or are just oppressive in the format, and they've rebalanced them in one way or another, you know, tweaked numbers or adjusted when when triggers happen and those sorts of things to power them down a little bit in the format. They've then taken a bunch of other cards that they see as underpowered and buffed them very minorly in in most cases and, and made basically no difference. And then they, for whatever reason, so that all sounded good, sounded yeah. like a yeah, good idea. Yeah, great yeah. idea. And, and, and that, if if that's what the format was, that had me would have had me excited. And it's like, yeah, okay, why would I bother playing standard when I can just play this version of standard that doesn't have all those problematic cards? Then they decided, for whatever reason, to add 60 extra cards when they first released Alchemy that were digital-only cards that were somehow tied into the current standard set. And so these were cards that had the like seek mechanic and perpetual and, and those sorts of things and just added them in on top of standard. And so rather than having slightly fixed standard, it's now almost a new format that's not that different from, from standard. They then announced that they were going to then be releasing more alchemy only cards with each set. So every new set that comes out has an alchemy set that ties in with that. So we have a couple of, I think in two <laughs> weeks' time, there's going to be the Neon Dynasty alchemy release, which is going to be 30 cards. And then when Streets of New Capenna comes out, there's going to be another 30-odd cards for alchemy that release on there. And I just, I, just, I don't, no, <laughs> I don't get no. it. <laughs> so I, I do understand it, right? I, I get it. I think that no, the intention isn't even good. I understand why they're doing it. And the thing that tilts me the most about it is that they've just gone, by the way, there's a whole stack of rares and mythics in here. I like why? that you were just about to I was trying be to on their side. Like you really tried. I, tr- I tried, Stu. I did. I, I had my mic muted just for a second there while I was, ha- I was having a drink of water. I nearly spat it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> even when you try to just like get your head around it, it I, I don't know. Yeah, so these these cards you can only get, so these alchemy-only cards, you can buy alchemy packs on Arena that cost the same as normal packs, but those packs aren't chockers full of alchemy cards. They're just packs that can can contain some alchemy cards and you still get, like, normal standard cards in there. And there's rares and mythics and uncommons for no reason. No, it'll break the, it'll break the, the limited format, Shorty. It'll it'll <laughs> no, break it'll break draft if everyone's got these bomb the mythics. The whole purpose of <laughs> rares and mythics and uncommons is for the limited format, as you say, Cracker, so that you can have a balanced limited format. And there is no way to draft these cards. Why yeah. are there mythics rares? 
<laughs> Maybe they're future proofing. Maybe they no. It's all right. <laughs> Just no, did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. It was a noble effort. I tried. Uh, it, it is because then they make more money, and that is just the sad reality of this. And again, look, um, I'm not going to begrudge a company wanting to make money. It's just- they made a billion dollars last year. I think that's enough. Yeah, yeah. For first time, they've uh, <laughs> they've made over a billion bucks. That's uh, that's a lot. But yeah, it, it doesn't make much sense. And and so obviously, all these things, you know, we're having a good laugh about it, but all of these things have led to this format just not being adopted. Well, as as uh, Cracker and Chewy, you know, talked about last week on the show, just the amount of games being played in Alchemy is so low. It's yeah, like it's a like tenth a ten. of a standard. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, it's so that tells low. me all I need to know. Yeah. And yeah, so the, it's- Imagine the queue times. Like I, I was looking, obviously we've got our Kamigawa League going on at the moment and you know, I listened to the podcast last week, try and work out what deck I was going to play. Chewie told me to play Blue White Control and I said, not playing that. <laughs> so I'm trying to work out what deck I'm going to play. I've basically got enough wild cards to build like one deck or most of a deck or, or whatever, but that's it. And that's going to use up effectively all of my rares and, and a fair chunk of my mythics. How on earth would I afford to then play alchemy stuff where there's a whole bunch of extra. Not only do I need the new Kamigawa Neon Dynasty cards, I then need the Neon Dynasty alchemy cards on top of that. Like You forgot the most important card, Shorty, the master card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, not, I'm not free to play. Like, I, I, I don't put heaps of money in, but, no. you know, I put 50 bucks in, in every now and then. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely not... Got looking at this going, I'm never going to put money in. I've put money into Arena and admittedly I haven't played that much over the last few months, but there is no way I could have possibly afford to get into this format. It's just, it's insane. Well, you say that, but here we are looking at the top listed deck on the Wizards website and it's got um, uh, no alchemy cards in it. Oh, for second cross it's three, it's got to land three. Okay, off. three, three alchemy cards, <laughs> which thankfully are and you probably don't. Oh no, them. no, they're rare. Sorry, no, never mind. I thought yeah, they no, were. Okay. I thought they were uncommon. I'm thinking. Hang on, hang on, ha- Stu. How how could you tell that they're rares? Oh, I had no, to go I'm, to I'm, another I'm website. The, yeah, I'm looking on the main <laughs> wizard site where they have all their cards listed. That Stop you know, it. when you hover over them, they show you the card from Gatherer. And I, I hover over Forsaken Crossroads, and I get nothing. And these cards are listed in the other category. And then when we scroll down, we've got cards listed such as a Hullbreaker that I can't hover over in the other category. What the hell, wizards? <laughs> <laughs> How can you not get this stuff sorted? It's pretty funny. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like I, I've I've generally tried to be pretty positive and supportive of Wizards, but this, like, looking at this stuff today, I was just like, seriously, what is going on? How can you expect anybody to take this format seriously when you can't even let people hover over your deck lists in your main alchemy primer to tell people what's all about this this set championship and you can't even look at the cards that are in there? Goodness me. Oh, oh, I've done Someone else have a turn. Oh, I'm hurting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just been <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, look, I feel sorry for the players that have qualified for this. Like, I've seen people on Twitter saying, you know, there's everyone kind of out going, oh, I wish there was like premier events and all this sort of stuff. And they're like, you know, I'm submitting deck lists for the largest tournament I've ever played in. And the largest a lot of people will have ever played in, right? Like, this is huge prize pool. And like everyone, like none of the content creators, none of the pros that I follow, like no one cares. I was talking about it. Except for the 200 people that are playing in it, right? Right, so, yeah. so what we've I, got- I feel sorry for them that, you know, they're forced to do this. Yeah. And, like, it's just seen as a joke, as a format, and as an event. It's just kind of, yeah. But it's historic yeah. as well, right? What's the- how are they doing it? Is it historic first, then alchemy, or what's it's the go? It's a mix over both days. Yeah, it's a mix. Okay. Mix on both days. Yep. Just do away with alchemy and let's just go historic. That's a format that <laughs> we all can get behind. Right. Yeah, and Although let's historic not have does contain star- the alchemy cards. <laughs> yeah, can we just fix that too? <laughs> yes. Like, let's yeah. not have the eroded cards in historic. Yes. It yes. just doesn't make sense. But yeah, I, as you mentioned, like, people just aren't talking about this this yeah. event. I've, I've listened to every Magic podcast that I would normally listen to up to this point in the week, and not one of them have done a focus on alchemy this week. 
Like, just nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, surely, like, even you said just before when we started this this topic that you had to do some digging to even find information about it on the Wizards website. Like, yeah. they're not yeah. even promoting it very well. No. Well, I mean, this article is titled The Neon Dynasty Championship Alchemy Primer, and it doesn't even mention once the prize pool. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's a graphic that shows when the event is on and, and the coverage is on, and there's a graphic of the broadcast team, but doesn't mention anything about... MPL or rivals playing in it or anything like that, or 450 grand prize pool. Like, oh, yeah, wow. It is, uh, it is shocking and extremely disappointing. But yeah, this format, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't know. I, I could very easily see them in six months' time. You know, we get a couple of sets down the track and, and Wizards just go, you know what? This format's just not working. <laughs> Our bad. This, this format's dead. Yep, sorry. And I wouldn't be surprised if they just say, our bad, see ya. And then there's be a huge outrage of people going, I've spent all my wild cards, whatever. And then they roll it back and go, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, we were always going to give you back your wild cards for, for the alchemy cards that you, you crafted. Yeah. Tesla, that, Tesla's that waters be- first. Let's see how far we can, <laughs> see, how much we can get away with. People get. <laughs> I, I reckon they, they do that, but they run a sweepstakes on how much outcry there is until they have to roll it back. So yeah. they just that's that's actually all it is. Uh, I right, tell you what, so, uh, let's try and like be something about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should get watch it. Like there, there will be like all trolling aside and whatever. There will actually be some really good magic, and the coverage team is excellent. Yes, like yeah. the the people that are actually like running the event, Wizards put on a good show. We've always said that, and I still believe that that is true. Yeah, even 100%. if they don't tell anyone when the show is on. Uh, <laughs> so. Are you guys excited to see, like, Naya runes and Gruel werewolves and stuff? Like, are there any lists that you can kind of see in that metagame that are interesting to you? I mean, it's it's not that different to standard, like, in, in reality. And we were sort of talking about it before. Like, there's a few alchemy cards that have shown up. It, it, it just sort of feels like, you know, they they nerfed your, your Aaron's Epiphanies and your Omnaths and, and those sorts of cards, but nerfed them to the point where they're now no longer playable. And so effectively, you've just banned them anyway. So it's the same as what you've got in Standard, where you've you've banned those cards and you've just kind of, sort of taken the top off the format. And so then you can play all the other stuff. And and if we look at the you know sort of list of of decks that are getting played, like the number one deck is Naya Runes, which With is almost 90% the one deck. expected win rate. <laughs> yes, that's, that is phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, we're looking on MTGA zone, and yeah, they've got tier one Nia runes, eighty nine point seven one percent expected win rate. Wowzers! I don't know where they pulled that from. <laughs> no, I, I don't know how they calculate still, that either. Yeah, yeah, you got Nia runes, you got mono green aggro, Gruel werewolves. I don't think that's a deck that we really see in in standard, and that is playing a few alchemy cards. But so I actually yeah, went got- up against that uh, last week. There was the alchemy midweek event. Oh, yeah. And I think Chewy suggested that as an opportunity to test out some some decks that you want to, that we wanted to play in the standard in our league. So I did exactly that, and I played against this Gruel Werewolves deck, and it seems pretty good. It's got some it's got some power, and yeah, it was hurting me quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's got like we've got Rahilda, which is a an alchemy card. Uh, what else have we got? Townraiser Tyrant, which they've had to nerf twice to <laughs> to get it right, and it still still pretty powerful. So a few uh, a few alchemy cards. Probably in, the deck the with there. the most alchemy cards in it. Yeah, most likely. Yep. Oh, Tenacious Pup is the other one that's uh, that's from alchemy. So I think Mono Red Dragons cards. is probably the most alchemy of the cards, right? Or decks. Mono Red yeah. Dragons. Okay. Yeah. With, like, yep. fearsome whelps and, and stuff is it, like that. Is it even on this uh, metagame list? Uh, not in the official Wizards one, but it's in the other one we were looking at. Is uh, it? I can't see it. <laughs> I mean... I see Mono Red Aggro. Yeah. It's, it's there somewhere. Is it just so like yeah, Dragons? It's, it's, it's not going to be that different to to standard, I, w- I wouldn't think. there's Yeah, there's going to be a few different cards. There's... There's the digital only alchemy cards that have the digital only mechanics, as we mentioned before. So they're, you know, you're going to see a bit more of that RNG type stuff. So it, it will probably be interesting to watch, but I guess like we're probably not really even going to go really into this metagame. Like it's, it's sort of not worth doing because just play runes. The other, the, oh yeah, just play runes. The other thing that is ridiculous with this that Wizards just keeps doing is they put these 
tournaments on, and then in a week and a bit's time, we've got an alchemy release for this format. So any decks that you look at now in a week and a half's time are going to be defunct. <laughs> Because there's going to be oh, right. a whole bunch of that. new a whole bunch of new alchemy cards coming in, and probably a bunch of changes to to cards and, and rebalancing and things like that. So my head hurts. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> just pretty crazy. So anyway, yeah, like my when when alchemy was first announced, my initial thoughts was okay, this is cool. It's going to be fixed standard. Yep, I'm sweet. I'll I'll get on board with that. Then when we heard about the all the extra cards, nah, couldn't get on board with that. And then when they then just went and banned cards in standard anyway. It's like, well, what what is the purpose of this format? I, I, and no one's been able to to really understand what what it's there for. So anyway, that's alchemy. Obviously, we're uh, we're disappointed with it and not that excited. So historic cracker. Yes. What are we going to see in historic? Uh, John sacrifice. Yep. Is it friendly? Sounds good to me. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. That's about it. <laughs> some some control decks, I imagine. No. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the, the metagame hasn't really changed since the last time we spoke. You know, it's no. it's a more powerful uh, format. You may see rogues kicking about. Uh, they picked up a few cards with uh, some of the ninjas, a lot of the ninjas rogues or some of the uh, lords pump rogues as well. So maybe you'll see some flash stuff getting in there, but uh, I wouldn't expect to see kind of a huge amount there. Yeah. Is it Phoenix is always kicking around. It's always one of the most powerful decks in in historic, thanks to having access to uh, to faceless looting. So, yeah, I'd definitely be keen to see some some bin chickens and some food decks getting around. As uh, I've played quite a lot of those, uh, there are some Lurus decks. There is an Auras deck in in historic that that does play Lurus. But yeah, pretty pretty diverse metagame as we've spoken about in the past. It's it's a fairly good format. Like it, it's it a fun feels format. Like yeah, it it feels like modern on arena. You know, it's it's got a bunch of cards that are in modern. It's got a bunch of cards that have never been printed in modern that are that are quite powerful. And there's a lot of sets printed into there, so it's quite diverse with the with some pretty cool cool decks. But yeah, I'm uh, I might tune in for the coverage. Maybe well, I, I think there's most no of us limited be away you have to skip this, this time. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yep, is that it's this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll it's on busy. this weekend. So I think it, it starts on Saturday, I think, for us. It starts, yeah, Friday 9 a.m. PST, which I think will be Friday night for us, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that sounds about right. Yep. And, yeah, good good coverage team. So, yeah, should should be good to watch. I want to see someone go with the um, Esper uh, Grease Fang deck where Ooh, they're bringing yeah. back Parhelions yeah. and just, like... <laughs> Just tanning people on turn two or whatever that is. That uh, if I see that on camera and like just crushing some fools, uh, I would be very happy with that. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, and and that's one of the cool things with with the historic format is you do get those funky combo decks that are you know like Jeskai creativity and and things like that that are just sort of they're yeah. off the wall, but they're actually quite powerful. And and when they do their thing, they're quite powerful. And, you know, like I've been tinkering with that uh, the mono red storm deck with Bergy and that in in historic, and it can be crazy powerful when it goes off, but it also can just do stone cold nothing. So yeah, which is which is what you get in modern as well. It's you know you, you get those decks that are that are nuts and and go off, and your opponent's going, oh man, how could I ever beat that? And then the next game they just crush you because your deck does nothing. That's it. It's like the is it creativity deck where you're like I'm gonna spin my two. Uh, what crab tokens into a locust god and a sage of the falls and draw my deck yeah. with hasty flyers <laughs> until the turn you're going to go off and then you draw your locust god and you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> my plan doesn't work. <laughs> foiled again because <laughs> there's, there's no more brainstorm to put it back on top. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> uh, all right. So if we were to pick decks to play this weekend, what are we playing in in Alchemy? If you know, if we've got the unlimited wild cards, are we all just playing Nia Runes because it's apparently yep. got a ninety percent expected win rate? I would be because that's what I've been playing in standard. Yep. How's it How's it going for you in standard? Actually, it's really good. Yep. It's really good. It does does seem pretty strong. I find it lacks a little bit in interaction, but generally speaking, you kind of just play into storm off and do your own thing anyway. So it's great. Nice. <laughs> Uh, what would you play in Alchemy Cracker? It's a good question. Probably <laughs> probably Nia Runes. Or or something that you thought would beat Nia Runes and you feel smart and then lose to it anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's the, I've got a 100% win rate against Nia Runes, and then you play Nia Runes four rounds in a row and lose every time. Yeah. That's, that's generally how it goes. <laughs> yeah, or you, exactly. You, just, you never play Nia Runes, and you lose to everything else. <laughs> what about you, generally Shorty? What are you sleeping up in alchemy? Uh, oh, yeah, I'd say I, I can't go past a 90% expected win rate, um, however they could possibly come up I with that number. I don't know, man, because I'm scrolling down here and I can see in tier four, they've got uh, they've got Jeskai Dragons, which has got a 60% expected win rate. So, like, where where are these numbers coming from? I don't, no, okay, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> it's just, uh, all right, man. Jeskai Mill, 62.5%. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've played against that deck a bunch of times on ladder. Sorry, just as a segue in standard, the um, is it mill combo thing where they're just like, oh yeah, yeah. double spelling the Tasha's hideous laughter. Yeah. I had no idea that there are so many um, fork effects in standard at the moment. Yeah, there's like yeah, there's three different ones. It, it yep. also turns out they can mill the runes deck in one turn quite easily. I've been <laughs> 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 everything is so low cost. It's just like, yeah, yeah game over. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. And the Rune deck does draw a lot of cards. <laughs> it does. So you're, you're already yeah. sort of helping helping their cause. But yeah, I have uh, I have seen that um, that mill deck getting around. I'm quite interested to play that actually. Yeah. I might have to. Have to look There's up. a lot of lot of rare wild cards in there. I did the same yeah. thing. I was playing on stream and I lost to it. And I was like, I wonder if I can build this. I went, No, nah, I didn't have half of these cards. <laughs> and I, I just built. I built. Was it control? And I, I literally went to zero rare wild cards. Just, nice. just none, <laughs> and yep. then and then Hurts. I won a couple of games, and I got a real wild card in a pack. So I've got one now. <laughs> I've got <laughs> like one rare, th- yes. three mythics or something like that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm ready for Nuka Penna. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So historic. What uh, what are we playing there? Cracker, Grease Fang combo. Yep. Just just go all out. Try <laughs> and uh, why not? Yep. Just roll your dice and see if yep. you get lucky. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Stu, what's, uh, uh, what's taking your fancy? Bin chickens, because that's yep. all I've got built for Historic. What if, what if you had unlimited wildcards and you could pick anything else? I'd probably still pick bin chickens, because <laughs> yeah. it's I mean, all I know how boat. to play. Yep. Yeah, Phoenix is just... It's just that good, solid deck that just always performs well and has game against pretty much everything. And, and even like the... The sideboard hate that people bring in, you know, your grafting his cages and, and your graveyard removal and all that sort of stuff. You just, you can just play around it. Like yeah. You, you just yeah. hard cast phoenixes and you just win anyway. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's just got game against pretty much everything. Um, looking at this meta or match, matchup matrix that we've got here, though, it has a horrible matchup against Golgari food. Everything else has got positive matchups and then uh, Golgari food, it's 36.8%. So, yeah, wow. That is a that would be my second choice. It is a is a good fun deck, but not as fun to play. You know, very repetitive sacking cats and putting them in your ovens and, and that sort of thing over and over over again. Not the most exciting. Whereas Phoenix, it's all you know. I'm gonna roll the dice. How many phoenixes am I gonna hit off my faithless looting? And yeah, all that sort of stuff. You get get cool moments. So stick with the bin chickens and and, and go for that. So. I don't know if anyone from our Discord is playing or anyone in the Beans community, but if you are, good luck in it. We wish and, you well. Uh, yeah, tune in for the coverage because, like Craig said, there is a really good team. You know, you've got people like Cedric and Corey and those sorts of guys that are that are on coverage that, that do a fantastic job. Riley Knight's on there, enough said. And, uh, yeah, the, usually the production quality is quite good for these things. So, uh, yeah, should be good. Tune in and we may maybe break it down next week probably not <laughs> i think we'll have other things to talk about next week <laughs> yeah. i think we'll have just about anything else to talk about next week uh, all right so last thing i want to touch on is the kamigawa league that is running at the moment just more as a i guess a reminder for everyone that's playing uh i've i'm like halfway through my matches i'm i've played three out of six matches how are you guys going with your matches uh o2 currently yep okay two yep. zips you two zip Oh. Two zip. Oh, geez. Okay. Well done, Stu. Uh, I think I'm 2 1, so I'm doing okay. But yeah, just a, a, I guess a reminder for everyone this league is shorter than the ones we've done in the past. So the uh, the match deadline is next Friday, the 18th of, uh, I was going to say April, 18th of March. So yeah, really, this is your last weekend as someone 
pointed out in the uh, in the Discord, and that might be something we have to look at for the next league. If we're we're doing less weeks, we might need an extra week in weekend in there mm. um, to get people to you know, especially with the time zones and things like that. So yeah, get those matches done. Where I think with a bunch of matches that have been played tonight, we're probably about halfway through all the matches, which is good. But yeah, with a week left, there's still still a lot to go. So get in, play those matches, and uh, yeah, try yeah, and get quick, in for the weekly. Quick draw. tip on that. Also, uh, if you've got matches you need to play, don't just post in your group chat saying, oh, hey, is anyone available? Like, start pinging people directly and yeah. like, y- people will pay more attention to DMs. I know I do. Like, I've had a couple of them. I was like, yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll sit, sort this out. So, like, try and be specific. Recommend a time and a day that suits you or give people a couple of options and let them choose uh, rather than the five minutes before you start streaming saying, oh, hey, who wants to play <laughs> some matches tonight? <laughs> Who would do that? Not me. (laughs) It was more than five minutes, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, that that tends to have the best success. And particularly as as we have like a week left, uh, even though it's not a massive amount, if you've still got, you know, four matches to play or whatever, then, you know, that's one every couple of days. You've got to kind of keep on top of it. Yeah. And we do find with Discord- a lot of people have, you know, notifications muted and things like that, or you might be in a, in one of the groups that's super chatty and there's always a lot of stuff going on there. So it's very easy to miss when you're trying to get someone to play your match. But if you direct message them, they're going to get that notification. It's going to show up in a different spot in their Discord. And they're much li- more likely to see the message. And what if you, you know, go through the Beans tournament rules, one of the things is that if you've been contacting your opponent, trying to tee up times and offering times and things like that, and, and they're just not responding, well, then... When the league ends, if there's outstanding matches, it, it at least gives you some uh, a case to put forward to us to say, look, here, here's a screenshot. I contacted my opponent X amount of times. They never responded. And so then we can look at you know, awarding you the win, which in the smaller groups can make quite a big difference because, uh, you know, people on potentially like three and three records are going to be in the, in the top two places and making it through to the finals. So just get them done, get the matches done, contact people directly and, uh, yeah try and get in that top two spot to qualify for the finals. So that's going to be it for tonight. That was a very whingy, whiny <laughs> yeah, sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm not. We try not to do them. No, I am. I always feel bad when, like, the host just complained for an hour, but here uh, we are. We talked about some good positive stuff. We, we tried to turn it around. Listen, I, think we, I think we did well, guys. We're very balanced. If you're trying to tell me that banning Lurus is good positive stuff... <laughs> Oh, um, I agree. I agree. Correct. I'd like to see Lurus unbanned. Thank you. I enjoy Lurus. Put, it's a great card. I'll, I'll put it on the unbanned Splinter Twin t-shirt. Unbanned Splinter Twin. Unbanned oh, Lurus. please do that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. All right. So uh, if you are one of those people out there who loves the alchemy format and you're you're that person that's racking up all those matches <laughs> to make up that one-tenth of the matches that are getting played in standard then uh, come and tell us all about it. We have an alchemy channel in our Discord, so come and join us in our Discord, jump in the alchemy channel, start it's full telling of tumbleweeds. us about Yeah, just start telling us about how good the format is Post and why we should all be playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everybody muted the alchemy channel as soon as we created it. <laughs> but yeah, our Discord is, uh, is an awesome place to be in and that's the best place to be to hear about our events and tournaments and all the different things we've got going on when we're going to be streaming and and all that sort of stuff. So the link for that is always in the show notes. There's also a link in the show notes for our merch store. If you want to grab some sweet Magic Beans gear so you can wear it at your local store or for that one day when we actually all get to catch up at a GP or something like that, just follow that link in the show notes. And uh, yeah, any proceeds from that just go straight back into the prize pool for all the events that we run. So the more you buy, the more it goes back into the prize pool and the more prizes we can give out. Speaking of prizes we give out, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar do sponsor all the different things we do. So uh, go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au, takes you to the Facebook group, join the group and start bidding on their daily auctions and let them know the bean sent you when you win something. If you want to uh, see all the different things we do, we are on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all those places. We are Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast. Just search us up and you'll find us on there. If you want to find me on Twitter, oh, wow, um, uh, my voice is dying at the end of the podcast. I am on Twitter at PSync. Cracker, you are? At Joel Hill underscore. And Stu? At M Stewie. 
Very good. So that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening, despite how ranty this podcast was. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time.